I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Slow day. Had a lot of time um, to rewatch Look Who's Talking on my lunch break, which was really bizarre. I forgot that there was okay. this whole intro with showing like the in inner machinations of like the egg and like all these sperm coming in and i was like they like went all in welcome to the episode everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i totally forgot that happened in look who's talking yeah but anyway um that actually has a lot to do with what we're gonna talk about today yeah the uh yeah don't say anything else (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the movie that we're going to talk about today is a brand new release on Netflix, also simultaneously in theaters, and that is Army of the Dead, uh, directed by Zack Snyder. Before we get into it, though, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on the socials to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. And if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support for as little as two bucks a month, guys. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash always critic pod. So as I mentioned, this is the newest film by Zack Snyder. Uh, That is the second Zack Snyder movie that we have done in the last couple of months uh, since we did do the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh, Today we are talking about his latest zombie movie. This is not his first time dealing with zombies. Uh, He has a movie from his past that he has done with zombies. But let's focus on this one. Jessica, what is this movie army of the dead about the imdb synopsis is following a zombie outbreak in las vegas a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted hey (laughs) i love a good heist don't get yes i I really enjoy a good heist so Mm -hmm. i I was really interested in seeing where Zack snyder went with this uh the movie was also written by him as well uh, there's two other credits, but he is like the main catalyst for why this movie was made. Uh, the movie, it stars Dave Bautista. Uh, you'll know him from a couple of different places. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy in the MCU. Uh, he w- made smaller appearances in such movies like Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that's right. And also wow. Inspector. Uh, and if you don't know him from there, you'll know him from the WWE as the wrestler Bautista. Uh, we also have a couple of other people in this movie. Ella Purnell, who plays his daughter in the movie. Uh, Ana de la Reguera. Is who, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's from Spanglish. That's where I know her from. She's from Spanglish. And is she from Nacho Libre as well? Yes, that, she's yeah, the nun. <laughs> she's the nun in La- Nacho Libre. Uh, we have Matthias Schweikhofer. And finally... Tig Nataro. Uh, we're going to have uh, some thoughts on that one. Uh, so how did this movie do with critics and audiences, Jessica? Surprisingly, I'm looking at these numbers and I can't believe it. So Rotten Tomato score is 70%. Yes. 
Yes, Audience score just above it, 76%. The critics' consensus is an ambitious, over-the-top zombie heist mashup Army of the Dead brings Zack Snyder back to his genre roots with a suitably gory splash. Yes, that is correct. Uh, yes, this movie is very gory. This movie is rated oh, yeah. R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it holds nothing back because of that. Uh, for those people who don't know, he did have a movie in 2004, Dawn of the Dead. This is where he kind of made his okay. bones as a director. Uh, that's really what got him started. But then 300 is what blew him up to. I was like, going to say I, 300 was like the beginning of Zach. No. Yeah. That's the one that most people at least would know him. But Dawn of the Dead was like his like start pretty much. Uh, so this movie has if this was some, um sorry if this was the rewatchables they'd say his apex mountain was right? like 300 <laughs> yeah yeah exactly which yeah it i think it is uh so let's talk about this movie yeah what did you think about army of the dead well so i went in not really knowing anything i didn't know it was a Zack snyder movie you were mm. just like oh i'm gonna watch this movie in theaters and maybe we can do it so i saw it on Netflix, did not see it in a theater. So mm-hmm. I by myself. And when it started, I was like, oh, it's like a bad zombie movie. <laughs> like in my mind, I was like, okay, I see where the money went. I see, you know, Zack Snyder's fingerprints all over this. But I'd rather watch 20 other zombie movies before I come back to this one. I did not really enjoy it that much. And I think my problems truly stemmed from the two and a half hour runtime. I was confused, utterly confused by the two and a half hour runtime. I paused the movie halfway through to see where I was. I was like, there can't be much more to this movie. I mean, what can they possibly? And then, no, there was a whole other like I had more to go, way more to go. Right. So I am so, going to agree with you on the runtime. I think the runtime's too long. Way too long. Yeah. Obnoxiously two long. Hours, yeah. Two and a half hour zombie movie. Like, what are you trying to prove? So it was very much like Ocean's Eleven meets Walking Dead. And I don't know. There's so many heist movies. This was not anything special. Like, it was like very derivative, like borrowing from so many other movies and... I think that they were trying to break the mold as far as what their zombies can do. Yeah. And there's like tiers of zombies too. And I was like, okay. Um, I don't know how you feel about this movie, but like you can't pay me to watch this again. <laughs> so you and I are, yeah, you got, we're different on this movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I we actually, haven't had a really hard difference. We haven't. On a movie in a while. I found this to be enjoyable i don't like zombie movies oh, uh, okay, i okay. think most of the time i just i think i find them to be boring for the most part because it's just faceless or not really it's not an antagonist that is very exciting to you know face you know have you watched like night of the living dead like the original yeah i i have Okay. And okay. even like that, it's still. I mean, not that was like quite, social yeah, that, commentary. Right. That's a social commentary. All up in there. But, uh, like, okay, so. Shaun of the Dead is interesting because it's a comedy, you know? Yes. So, like, that's interesting. Uh, for the most part, I don't. 
like for example, the big zombie thing in our pop culture is probably The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. And that is a show that I tapped out on after a couple seasons because yes. it, it felt too monotonous. Uh, I'm sorry. It was very monotonous. Yeah. yeah it was it, getting to be the same thing over and over It was the same thing over and over again. Um, another thing that I, I think of is World War Z. The Brad Pitt movie. Yes. I found that interesting because it was a different type of zombie that they showed us. A fast moving zombie and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there, what I did appreciate about this movie, Army of the Dead, is that it does take a risk or it does uh, play around with what zombies are capable of uh, in a movie. Because I had not seen something like this in a zombie movie. (laughs) So... I was that's intrigued me. Uh, I enjoyed most of the cast. I think first off, let's talk Batista because I think Batista is actually an underrated actor. I think he's. I had no problems with Dave Batista. Yeah, in I think this he's movie, really or pretty much in any movie. That yeah, he's, he's he not makes some really smart choices with the roles that he seeks out. Uh, he's not like The Rock or John Cena in terms of. I'm just going to make a big, splashy, you know, action-filled movie and try to be as charismatic as I can. Mm -hmm. You know, he's actually taking roles that he is allowed to emote and allowed to, you know, show a a little bit of range, you know? Uh, He's not, like, the greatest actor in the world, but he he is doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Uh, The crew that they have in this movie... For the most part, it's fine. Like, there's a couple of characters that kind of stand out, like Dieter, uh, who is the uh, safe cracker, who has a couple of funny lines. Uh, You have, of course, if we're talking about funny, we have Tignataro, which here's the funny one. We have to talk about this. Yeah, we have to talk about uh, the production around Tignataro. Uh, Dave Bautista, to this day, has never actually met met Tignataro (laughs) because she filmed all her scenes after the fact. Yes. The reason why is because that role was actually uh, done by Chris uh, Delia or Mm -hmm. Delia. And so he had to be taken out of the movie because of things that came out for him. Yeah, he got canceled. He got canceled. Uh, Yeah, he yeah, there's some inappropriate stuff with some girls. So uh, but so now that they have Tignataro in his place. And it was very interesting seeing how they did it because there are moments in the movie you could clearly tell that she is being inserted digitally into the shot. Okay, so I am going to jump in here because I didn't know any of this controversy going into this movie. I went in blind, never saw a trailer, nothing. Yeah. And so when Tig showed up, I was like, oh, cool, it's Tig. I never knew that she was digitally inserted and didn't even notice where there were stitches in the movie. Really? Okay. Really? I just watched it and was like, I like just had no clue. So yeah, if you ever notice, there's never when it's clear that she's talking to someone, you there's moments she's never standing alongside next to someone when she's speaking to them. If you noticed that, if you ever know, if you ever would have noticed during the movie, what I'm I know you're not going to watch not it. I did not notice so, anything. There you go. So. so, yeah, they apparently spent a couple million dollars to Put replace mm-hmm. uh, Chris De. De- uh, I keep messing up. His is name. it Delia? 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 Delia. I, I think I believe is how you pronounce it. Delia. 
And so, uh, how did you think of her her spot in the movie, her character in the movie? I, I, I thought it was it. fun. Yeah, it's just like her. Um, yep. <laughs> if you've ever listened to Tig or seen Cynic- her cynical. comedy, very cynical, very dry. Yeah. Um, a monotone voice. Uh, that's her signature, and I really love her as a comedian. And even in the small bits that she's been in, I think she was in. Um, oh my god, it was a Mark Wahlberg movie. Uh, coming together, instant the family. family, instant family. That's what it was. She was an instant family and excellent in that. So I'm looking looking forward to seeing more Tegan movies. This role was fine, like perfectly adequate for her. Um. I think if they had done this from the beginning in Caster before Chris Delia, whatever, it would have been a better, juicier part for her. But as it is, like, right. it was fine. It was great. Yeah. They had to use whatever, if, you know, f- basically whatever reel they had. And they had to just insert her into yep. those bit parts and everything. So, which is so hard, like to yeah. do all that by yourself, essentially. Yeah, she's. I think whenever she was interacting, nothing. yeah, whenever <laughs> she was interacting with somebody, it was like her assistant or her like, like exactly. somebody was standing in, and it was like none of the actors for real, which is fantastic. I think it worked rather well, considering considering everything that's going on in this movie. Uh, Another thing that I saw, uh, Zack Snyder made a choice with his the way he shot this movie because he was also the director of photography for the movie because he wanted a certain look for the movie. If you notice, the movie has like this dreamlike haze to it and like the way the camera, the lens that they're using, like apparently like is this really old time lens that has focus like dead center, but everything around it starts blurring. And so okay. he really wanted to take a chance. He wanted to be have it like an artistic look. He wanted to give it something else than what people are used to from him. And he even said, like, he put his own money into it. He was like, I'll shoot it. So if, you know, if it fails, it's on me, you know? So, uh, again, appreciate little things like that. I appreciate it at least. You know, you took a chance. It doesn't look generic. It's not, it's not a bad movie to look at. Right. So I'll give it that. Um, any other characters that kind of stand out for you? Um, I'm trying um, to think. Really? No. Oh, um, the financier. Ah, was, yes. Um, we had just talked about it. What did Mortal yeah, Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He played Scorpion. He was the financier mm. of the heist. Right. Uh, for this movie. So overall. How do you, you're not really much into gore or anything like that. So I'm not. But that being said, I've watched so many zombie movies. Like, I don't know. Obviously, my favorite one is just like Train to Busan. I've watched The Walking Dead for a few seasons. Watched Warm Bodies, I Am Legend, World War Z, The mm-hmm. Dead Don't Die, Hashtag Alive, Peninsula. <laughs> like all these movies. That's quite like, a bit. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people have seen these movies. Uh, what is this? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh God! I so about that. many movies. Yeah. So I feel like zombies are fine, like fair game for me personally. Yeah. And again, like I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> like I was more like, and I'm not disgusted, but just I don't know. I was very annoyed with the runtime. And that kind of 
colored the whole mm. experience for me. Okay. Because I was like, we should be out in two hours or less. Okay, that's fair enough. I I went into the movie not knowing the runtime. So for me, like there is a moment in the movie where I, I thought to myself, hmm, this movie's running a little longer than I would have thought. And but it didn't bother me that much. I was actually invested in the characters a bit. So it allowed me to get through. I see what you're saying. You, you really know. wanted them to succeed. Yeah. I, and you connected I, with them. I did connect with them. I Some did not connect with them. Mm, ah, there's our difference there. Yeah, no. Okay. So, so I, I mean, there's other movies that I connect with way better, yeah, like no. Zombieland. That's no, a great one. of course. One. Of 28 course. Days Later, 28 Weeks Later. There's any other movie I'm like way more invested in the characters and want them to live, want them to die. Like, it just depends. So. Right. Uh, there is one character who is the financier's, like, man on the inside <laughs> who you clearly want him to die, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> of what he's doing in the movie. Uh, so, uh, I think we could jump into spoilers. Uh, I think we can. So, yeah. there's a couple things that we need to talk about in particular. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about spoilers for Army of the Dead right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so let's talk spoilers. Uh, the Okay, I think the biggest thing here to talk about is that the movie introduces a concept that there's different types of zombies. There is your run-of-the-mill, you know, they just walk up, they try to kill you type of thing. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing going on in their head. They're not that, they're they're not not that smart. fast. And they're not, not smart. smart. Yeah, exactly. But then there's a second type. And this is a more evolved type of zombie. Like, they can think. They can problem solve. They can, you know, kind of... They have feelings. Like, they have feelings. Uh, they have emotions. And apparently, they fuck. <laughs> which is crazy to me. Because, it, just for context, if if you're listening and you didn't watch it, or if you did watch it, um, we are introduced to the like patient number one or patient zero, sorry, of yeah. the zombie outbreak at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, he breaks out from this um, tank that's taking him, and he starts, yeah, you know, so taking it's out. It's like people. a military convoy, yeah. and he breaks free. After and it's this right Vegas, outside of it's Vegas. like this Vegas couple that just got married, and the yeah. girl's giving the driver her husband a blowjob, and they crash into this military convoy, right? And free this patient zero, the first zombie. Yes, and so from there, which I'm already rolling my eyes at, like this whole thing. The only thing that kept me engaged in this part of the movie were the two drivers in one of the vehicles. Oh, okay. Or the passenger and the driver who yeah, were going back, back and forth joking about what they have in right. this box. That yeah, because they, they didn't know what they were carrying. They yeah. just knew that they had to transport it. So they're trying to like have a guessing yeah. game among they're each like, other. Maybe it's the headpiece to the staff of Raw. And I'm like, wow, excellent. So like <laughs> I was very much liking their back and forth. 
because it was like very believable. A fan of pop culture and mysterious things would get every reference. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that was cool. But then you had this other couple coming down the road and it was like, like really gross. I just found it very icky, like to begin with. And then like they let the zombie loose and you automatically get the sense that the zombie is like lucid. Yes. And you're, you're surprised by that. I don't think I was surprised. (laughs) Well, you you weren't surprised, but I was kind of like, huh? Like it's kind of like. It kind of knows what it's doing, you know? Right. And then, you know, they reveal that they're right outside of Vegas. They are right outside of Vegas. And now his little posse is getting together and they're going to wreak havoc. They're going to wreak havoc. It's very. And then the opening title sequence is very reminiscent of Zombieland. But I thought it was very hokey because they had each of the heist members holding up like a picture of their family. Yeah, as like all hell is breaking loose around them in kind of like a weird photo op with yeah, like a background and everything like JC Penny style. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what are they doing? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a, I didn't simultaneously that, so much exposition because they're each of them is getting their own story of how they made it out of Vegas or how they survived how the they Vegas survived. onslaught. Yeah. But then they're pausing and it's like, here's my family, like very serious. And you're like, there was a man getting a blowjob five minutes ago. Like, why? What is the tone here? Like, it was like not like. Get out of here. Okay, (laughs) who do you think you are? (laughs) So. Then uh, much later in the movie, once the crew goes into yeah once they assemble once they get into the compound that is now vegas the uh zombie infested vegas uh we see patient zero again this time he is the leader of the entire zombie outbreak the entire zombie population he is like their king and he controls them like he like gives them orders and he's Kind of like sending them out to do things. It felt like they were, or Zack Snyder in particular, was borrowing from a lot of like vampire lore Mm -hmm. because you have like this main vampire or zombie who is controlling this horde. That it's all coming from him. Like he is, he made this whole army. Right. He made the army. Him and, you know, the first couple of people that he obviously bit. Um, And... Not only that, but then he has a female zombie that he has an attachment to. Yeah, she's wearing a crown and everything. So she's 100% his queen. Yep, correct. And she is pregnant. (laughs) They have this scene of zombie, um, the zombie king putting his ear up to her flat stomach. Like, yeah, (laughs) she's clearly not pregnant. But. You're like, oh, my God, he's listening for the right. baby. He's listening for the baby. And when I saw that, I was like, the fuck? Like, I was like, but why? <laughs> like, what? Zombies are procreating? Like, it was bizarre and, yes, very original. But, like, again, Twilight did it first. So, I don't know, like, why? 
no, okay, but there's a difference there because that's <laughs> you know like vampires and stuff. Like there's something different. I'm saying different they're there. borrowing so much from vampire stories right. and making them into zombies. Right, but that's not so a problem. So it's the same here. characteristics and again, uh, that's why I said it was derivative. Yeah, but the problem is we've never seen it in a zombie movie before. That's the biggest thing. Sure, it's if you've seen it in other monster type of movies like Twilight, uh, then sure, I get it. But I've never seen that concept. I've never seen the concept of having different tiers of zombies within the same universe. Usually it's one type of zombie and that's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where mm. World War Z has one type of zombie. They're fast moving zombies. You have Walking Dead. They have one type of zombie and that's it. But here in this movie, it shows like tiers and levels and they show that they can adapt and they can actually have cognitive okay you know, but warm bodies did that as well where he was fully conscious yeah but that was again think and feel right again one type of zombie you you're really focusing on other movies on this be- yeah but you're not focusing on this movie you're just focusing on focusing what other on movies movie. are doing but you're How not can you say I'm not focusing on this movie I had a clear read on this movie yeah but you keep bringing up other movies you're not you're not really saying like if if it's good or not here i did not find it good here like i said before before spoilers i found it to be good so you were like wow blown away but i wouldn't say blown away but i i actually found it to be good i found it interesting that this movie or Zack snyder wrote in that type of level for the zombies you know it actually engaged me because i don't really care about zombies zombies (laughs) to me are a type of monster or villain that i could care less for and in this movie it actually engaged me like it i kind of like sat up in my seat i was like oh wait a minute he's he's playing around with the with the concept of having smart zombies we we barely ever see that before sure warm bodies is an example a movie that barely anyone saw but the fact that we're getting that was interesting enough to present into this concept. Now, outside of the concept of the zombies, we have the heist. The heist is the other side of the movie. It's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. They got to search for money. Um, again, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. They never leave with a scent at the end of the no, day. No, they don't. Uh, because and- at the end of the day, it's more about trying to care for these characters. The real prize that they were after or that um, their financier was after was zombie blood from this higher class of zombie. Yeah, they were trying to do it so that way they could create their own army of zombies. Their own zombie army. (laughs) So, uh, so, and that never happens because the financier's inside man gets killed by a uh, zombie tiger. So... One of Siegfried and Roy's. Yes, one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers, which I found to be a very funny line to put in there. Um, the heist itself, in terms of like what each person has to do, is whatever. Because at the end of the day, they're gonna have to fight zombies. So that part, that part wasn't as engaging, but I did like a couple of the dynamics between the different characters. So like, I did like Dieter, the safe cracker. Like he's funny. You know, he is, I wouldn't say he's like the audience surrogate, but he's close enough to it where... He's the zombie noob. Right, exactly. So he is as close to the army, uh, audience surrogate as you can get. 
And so, and he has funny lines. He, he is very enjoyable on screen. Like when he's like trying to figure out the, the safe and he's like telling them like, it's going to take 30 minutes and that he has to listen and everybody has to be quiet. And like, just the only time he actually takes command and it, I found it to be funny. Uh, again, we already talked about Tik Nataro funny lines throughout. Um, uh, I, something that was bothering me for a couple of scenes is that they are on a time crunch because yes. the entire area of Vegas is going to get nuclear bombed in like an hour and a half at sunset or what have you. Because yeah, the they, government they adjust moved up later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. They moved up the bombing. And so there should not be like a lot of heart to heart to me between characters once they get that death, that um time constraint. The time constraint. Because they should be f- booking it, getting their shit together, getting the hell out of Dodge. Yes. Instead, there is so much pausing between character. I thought, you know, I had all the like really annoying to me because you're breaking this momentum. Like you have now, now you have a countdown, right? Yeah. In any movie, you're like, okay, now the momentum should really pack it on. You should be moving. Yes, I agree with that. They did not move. I if if you're still if you're gonna keep the movie at this length, let's just say. It, uh, you and I are in agreement this movie should have been shorter. But if you're going to keep it at this length, those emotional moments should have been before the time got changed. Yeah. So because there was enough time, you know, on the mission to be able to have like these heart to heart moments, like the father and daughter who are trying to reconcile after they're falling apart, after he had to kill their mother because she turned into a zombie. Uh, you could have had the heart to heart between Dave Batista and Ana de la Reguera, who apparently mm-hmm. had a thing, but because of everything going on, they kind of fell away. So you could have had these heart to hearts before the announcement of the time crunch, but they didn't. They saved it for after that, which didn't make sense. But uh, so Did I you agree buy with you. the father daughter reconciliation and the reason why she didn't speak to him for years and years. It was fine, but um. I think it was just more. I'm shaking my head. You're shaking your head. I know. <laughs> uh, it was fine, but I think it was more of just the emotion between the two characters. But I understand the reason. Maybe not. It was as really satisfying. lame because they knock out the main reason why she would be upset at him because he killed the mom after she turned into a zombie, and so he was like, "Oh, I thought." That that's why you didn't talk to me for all these years. And you basically shunned me and shut me down and all this stuff. And she was like, that wasn't the reason why. Like, very petulant. Yeah. And, uh, like, stupidly naive and emotional in a way that, like, wasn't very believable. Okay. So then he's, along with the audience, are like, well, then why did you hate? Why do you hate me? And she's like, well, I can't really put it into words. You just didn't communicate with me. You didn't support me. You didn't whatever. After she died. Gotcha. No, I gotcha. <sighs> it's very annoying to me to have such a contrived reason to separate characters when it could very easily have been resolved years and years ago versus on this very dangerous zombie heist mission in the middle of like Vegas. 
swarming with an army of zombies. So it was like stupid, like very manufactured and unbelievable. So would you have rathered the fact, the reason why they were split was because she faulted him for the mother's why death? Even, why even have that scene? That scene or why even have them be so like um, at odds with each other? You know what I'm saying? Like she could have just been like okay with him. Maybe they're just not that close, but like there wasn't this animosity coming from her. Okay. And then she's like, dad, I got to go on this mission with you. You got to let me come. I'm going whether you want me to or not. I'm really righteous and I have to save this girl that I've known for three months. And like (laughs) it could have just been that. Yeah. And then you still have a really emotional send off at the end of the movie where Dave Bautista obviously dies and she's still super cut up about it because obviously that's her father. Right. Because it's her father. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. That's fair. They they overthought it. It Uh, was stupid. They overthought it. It's fair enough. Uh, let me see. Uh, in this movie, uh, was there any scenes that you you found that you did like? Uh, because I like the scene of them going inside mm. the building to get to I don't know whatever building it was. I can't. I don't know which one had the uh, money in it. But that whole scene of the zombies that were in hibernation or whatever they called it. Ah, uh, yes. That was good. That had high tension to me. That had a lot of elements of horror and had good pacing to it. You had your asshole that came along on the mission that you want to die actively killing like another part of the heist crew and her like fighting her way out. It was like very, very well done. And she she went out like a badass. Like she went out like a champ. Yeah, bro. she did. Yeah, the way she, like, after she gets locked into that, like, cafeteria kitchen thing, you think, oh, man, that sucks that she goes out that way. And mm. then she just blasts through, like, one of the windows. <laughs> yes. Like, to to really try to catch up to them. But, man, uh, yeah, she went out uh, It like was a, a great champ. character send-off. And I think my only thing would be, like, I mean, how much ammo did they even take on this, like... Do they have that many rounds on that, them? Like, that's it's the problem very, with any movie. Any yeah, movie that so, involves a gun, like they're they're basically playing with unlimited ammo. So yeah, it's I, I just ammo I've let go of that years ago. It's very at this point. annoying to me. And yeah, you're gonna have to let that. Everyone go is like a sharpshooter. They get they're getting headshots left and right, like yep. very easily. And again. Again, that's oh, a problem that every zombie movie has. Truly, every movie, like, like any movie that has a gun, hitting a moving target like, fifty yards away, yeah, headshot, people, like no baby. <laughs> in movies, everybody has deadly aim, has unlimited ammo. I let go of that years ago. Like, yeah. I I can't do anything so, about it because they keep doing it in every single movie. So, um, I think this movie also took it to the next level because there was I can't remember what part it was, but someone winced at the sound of the gunshot. And I was like, oh, you're wincing now <laughs> at how loud the gun is? <laughs> like after all the gunshots that happened prior close to you by your head and all this stuff, like you should be deaf right now. But now you're wincing. Oh, I don't sound. remember where that it was, was probably a very tiny moment in the whole grand scheme of the movie. But mm. it, I mean, I noticed it. I was like, OK, but <laughs> gotcha. I think it was the asshole. Hmm. The um yeah, guide, the, the blonde yeah. guide shot a gun by his neck, by his head. 
And he was like, ah, like he kind of winced. And I was like, but baby. <laughs> I don't remember it. Okay. So I'm not sure. It's fine. Uh, it's throwaway. One, one thing that I, I did find very interesting is after they like crack open the safe, when the zombies start coming into that safe to attack them, and mm-hmm. there's one like they're they're smarter zombies, so they're like dodging. But they're so one fast in particular, they're dodging the bullets. <laughs> yeah, like they're moving to the side like before like the shot comes. But one in particular was like doing all these acrobatics. Which I found to be like really a fun detail, like okay. like that was attacking Dave Bautista's character and fighting a, and doing dodging. It was a run like, for his money. You gave him a run for his money, which I really appreciated. If you're gonna give us a world where there are smarter zombies, give us ones that do this cognitive. You know, like I'm going to try to attack and I'm trying to dodge the attack and. You're not going to get a clean hit on me, you know, like I'm going to try to maneuver my way. That's a, a zombie doing this, you know, so I, I appreciated that. So that was a moment that stuck out for me. Obviously, the death of the inside man stuck out because they really gave him a gnarly death. Like that tiger attacked them <laughs> for a long stretch of time. Like yep. they made sure you watch this guy die. Um. Let me see here. I'm trying to. What think. about the death of the queen? So that was. Were you surprised that he just started like hereditary? He start, yeah, no, her I was. Off? I was surprised that that's what he was going after. I didn't know that's what he was being sent in for. I before the reveal that that's what he was being sent for. I thought it was just that they were going to get to the money and then he was going to start like offing people so that way the money would just go back to the financier type of thing. That's what I thought. But then when he starts basically sawing this with a rope, this zombie's head off, I was like, what the hell are we doing here? (laughs) And then it's the reveal. It's like, that's not the prize. We don't care about the money. This is the prize. Uh, I found that to be a nice little surprise, at least. Uh, I don't think it was like this giant shock, like, whoa. But it was like a surprise, (laughs) like, oh, okay. So they have much darker plans than just trying to get money. So so I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was interesting. Gory, of course, because they just ripped off. Yeah, like, it was like a head. Medusa head. Yeah. Like moving and shit after. Yeah, it, it was, it, it, it was not dead. So I, I guess I had a question when the when the coyote, the woman the blonde woman, the, yeah. the coyote, when she has the head, the queen's head, yeah, and then drops it off the building. Where was he trying to get the head, the head zombie, like the to reattach zombie? it? That's what I was thinking because, like, he. I don't he think he stopped. knew they had the head. I mean, maybe he did know they had the head, but I don't know. It's very unclear. Yeah, if the he probably didn't know, but he had stopped. the wherewithal to. <laughs> reattach the head or right i don't know what was going specifically do. for the head or if he was just going for blood you know right because i re- i remember when she's on the rooftop she pulls the head out mm-hmm. and it stops the king zombie in his yeah, track it should have turned him to stone but it didn't so <laughs> i think you're gonna if you could <laughs> just look at me when you you're so disappointed. 
All right. So, but it stopped him. It stopped him it in his track because him. he was like going after but uh, Batista, and then like she like pulls ahead, and he like he, like he's like trying to decide whether I go after him or if I should go after the queen's head. And then she drops the queen's head off the roof, and mm-hmm. you know it splatters, and then you know he finishes the coyote off. So I I don't know what the plan was there. It because he went after the head. So I don't know what the plan was there. But I guess maybe he just saw it and got emotional because this is a zombie that could get emotional. <laughs> he okay, cries. I, I wanna like tell you, like, there's other movies that have an emotional zombie. Like I am legend. There's that male zombie that like is really freaking pissed that Will Smith stole his girlfriend, his zombie girlfriend, and then sets the exact same trap that Will Smith set for his girlfriend to catch Will Smith later in the movie. I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's a smart zombie. That's an emotional zombie. That's a zombie on a rampage with a revenge plan. Like, again, like, this is not... You're shaking your head like I'm saying something wrong. I'm not. You're not like you're, you're not so saying anything by wrong. It's just that and I'm like, like they're fine. Like <laughs> it's fine. I I this is a movie that made me care about the zombie side than any other movie. <laughs> Did you like the uh, abortion though? Like if he had hopes of reattaching her head, right? Yeah, I don't exactly. think he would have pulled he out his pulled out fetus. The, the fetus. Yeah. Uh, I did find it. Like visually, like the way they they go into the wide shot, like I found that to be visually distinctive. Uh, the way like he like holds up the feet is like there was proof that this could be done type of thing. Um, and so yeah, so there was a couple of things that I found interesting that you found lame that I can see. <laughs> you know, this movie isn't like the other zombie movies you keep bringing up. You know, it's You're derivative. like, it's different. It's so different. And I'm like, not really. Honey. Yeah. The thing is, like, like for like, for example, I am legend. I don't like that movie, you know. Okay. So, you know, like all these movies that you keep bringing up, these are movies I don't like so because I don't what? like the zombies. <laughs> You're bringing them up as if they're good You're examples. Like, I don't like the zombies, but those qualities are in other zombies. But and the problem is, in those movies, movie, like, I don't care I about it. it. In those movies, I don't care about it because those movies are, I don't like them. So, okay. so if they're in other movies that you keep bringing up, it's like, cool, a movie I don't care about. This movie actually made me care about it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you keep bringing up these examples. It's like, so you care Warm about Bodies the is a bad movie. You, you know? care about the zombies. I actually found myself caring about the zombies, which was weird because I don't usually <laughs> like zombie movies. So, the fact that this movie got me to care about him was pretty rare. That's what I'm trying to say. But, and you're bringing up all these other movies and I'm like, yeah, okay, Warm Bodies, but that movie was not a good movie, you know? I'm not I am saying legend. it's a good movie. I don't care. I'm saying the idea. Right. The inception is there, not here. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Okay. I will okay. see that point. That Perfect. It, it, they're not We're first done. to it. <laughs> they're not first. It's derivative. They are stealing ideas. I get it. <laughs> uh, now, besides that, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the movie? Hmm. 
Zack Snyder when he's not working inside of the superhero bubble? Well, you didn't really like, really like this movie, so I guess probably not the best question for you. But um, <laughs> when he's have you seen his other movies like, you know, like Sucker Punch, uh, 300? Um, I've seen 300. You've seen and 300. The sequel to 300. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think he did the sequel, though. Oh, but it, uh, come on. He, it's I mean, it, it, it's whoever whoever directed that copy pasted his style for sure. Um, but yeah, 300 Sucker Punch. I'm just thinking of the non comic book ones because Watchmen, even though, well, Watchmen was a one off. So I, I guess you could include that one. But I, I'm guessing you haven't seen any of those, right? Besides mm-hmm. 300. OK, so not a good question to ask there. Uh, I will just say that I think he's a more interesting director when he's not doing the superhero thing. Uh, He does have obviously his unique uh, visual style. Although in this movie, he didn't do the same thing. Hold on. He directed legend of the guardians, the owls of Gahul. Yeah, he did in 2010. And that's a children's series that I actually read. Yeah. And then I watched the movie, which was not a bad movie by any stretch. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if I'm taking into account that movie, then I like Zack Snyder to a point. To a point. In would the, I right. would I voluntarily watch 300 if there were other movies to watch? Like, no. Right. Fair enough. So, I mean, Zack Snyder's not my favorite director by any stretch no no, not at all for me either but i think that his his creative style is better warranted outside of the superhero genre i think he should focus outside of it um because and it's a good thing because it looks like wb is moving on from him anyway in the superhero thing much (laughs) to the chagrin of a lot of fans I, i think they had hope that because the Snyder cut was, I guess, viewed as a success that, you know, they would bring him back so he could finish his vision. And yet Warner Brothers was like, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did you give this movie out of five? I gave it two and a half. Two and a half? Five. Yeah. I settled because we don't do like half decimals or anything like that. Like we just do like halves. Uh, I settled at a three. Like for me, it, it would have been in between. We're not like, that far off on our scores. I know it would have been like a three point two five. Like if if we had that, <laughs> but you know we're doing halves. So yeah, it was a couple of things that I didn't really like. Like the runtime. The runtime. If if this oh. movie was shorter, it would have gone improved. <laughs> it would have improved. They would have been a half point higher at least. Uh, and so, and again, I, I was engaged with a lot of the characters. So, but at the same time, you know, like the heist, I didn't care for that much. It's itself. Mm-hmm. It was just more of like, okay, what's going to happen? How is it going to be resolved? Not the journey of the heist, you know? So that's why I settled at a three out of five. So, all right. Now, I think we're pretty much done done on this movie (laughs) uh if you enjoyed this movie or if you didn't enjoy this movie go ahead and let us know jessica where can they reach out to us to let us know their thoughts on this movie 
Guys, come and check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. We'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe you agreed with Rico and you love these zombies and hate all the other zombie movies for whatever reason. But you can also come talk to me if you disagree with Rico and hated this movie like I did. Well, I don't want to say I hated it because it was like two and a half. Like, it's fine. Right. But anyway, exactly. definitely come say hi. Yes, come say hi. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for us. And finally, if you have done that, if you've subscribed, if you follow us on the socials, go ahead and consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support for the show. So you could go ahead and check out our page at patreon.com slash always critic pod and with that said this has been our show i'm rico and i'm jessica and this has been the always the critic podcast